Hey everyone, my name is Sean Park, and you are listening to Quadcast, a weekly series dedicated to meeting RSOs on campus and learning about independent initiatives that our University of Chicago students are leading. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak to fellow second year Spencer Gordon Sand about his tech startup, Best. Here's what he had to say. So Spencer, just like, I guess we can start off by telling a little bit about yourself and what your company is. Yeah, so a little just background on myself. I had a bit of an unconventional path at the University of Chicago because I took some time off before attending mm-hmm. um, to work full-time at a startup in New York doing business development. I also was at the same time training full-time and fencing uh, internationally for the U.S. team. Um, then I went to the University of Chicago. I've been studying economics as a major, creative writing as a minor. Um, starting in the summer between my first year and second year, uh, I started my own company, uh, Best. And what we're doing is we're creating a platform for people to bet with their friends, wagering social media incentives instead of money. Could you explain a little bit more about the idea of using social media incentives instead of money? Like, what is what is the purpose of doing that? Yeah, exactly. So this, this actually came out of a specific um, time I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends, um, some of whom are traders. And at this point, they're making a ton of money. And one of my friends is an artist. And we were, you know, just hanging out. And my friend said, hey, you know, I bet you 50 bucks I can do more push-ups than you. And my artist friend was like, well, fuck you, you're on, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. And and it turns out he could do more push-ups than him. And we had this really weird moment of, oh, <laughs> shoot, like our, our artist friend, David, just doesn't have 50 bucks. Like, this is a lot of money to him. Whereas gotcha. our friend, who's a trader, 50 bucks is nothing. Um, but, but we realized there was something about having something riding on competition that made it way more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really about the money ever until it suddenly weirdly became about the money. Um, so we thought there had to be a better way. And what we realized was, well, there's this other thing that, that is worth a lot to us, and it's how our friends see us in our social circles. So what if you could bet with that instead? For example, if, if all of our friends were notified, who won that bet? That would be sort of more meaningful and fun than anything else. And, and you know, if you're David and you lose that push-up contest, you don't want everyone to know that Daniel did more push-ups than you, mm-hmm. right? If you're Daniel, well, you know, you're proud to be the one that did more. And that was something that was more evenly distributable across friend groups and actually made it a competition more fun because it was enough that you cared about it, but not enough that it was really weird when someone lost. You have this really cool concept coming out. And at this stage, you must have had many milestones, both good and bad. What are some really notable moments that stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, so so one thing is, so we're, we're not in the market yet. Um, we're mm-hmm. still finishing up development for the app. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of complexities that go in with app development. I, I've been part of this life cycle before at the last company I worked at. Yes. Um, so I kind of knew that going in. There's always loopholes you get thrown for, things that don't work and you don't know why, especially mm-hmm. um, I think one big milestone for us recently was getting selected to attend an exhibit at the Forbes Under 30 conference in Boston, which was a really great opportunity for us to, you know, we've been so heads down on product development, product testing, um, you know, team building, team dynamic building, um, you know, understanding the verbiage around our product that we we took a moment to sort of show people what we've been working on, get that feedback from so many different people and meet really cool individuals. Um, so that was a really good turning point for us. A lot of stuff is sort of falling into place at the moment. Um, but the next obviously big milestone is when we actually sort of release our first version of the product. Um, so right now, you know, it's, it's hard to find those concrete milestones, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a lot about what are we doing to prepare for those moments and how are we positioning ourselves correctly, um, both internally and through external optics. You mentioned in a previous Maroon interview that you have many people that you work with in uh, regarding BEST. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so this is actually so this is one of the challenges of um, 
one of the biggest challenges of making a startup, especially a tech startup in Chicago, mm-hmm. is that, um, and especially at the University of Chicago, is that University of Chicago doesn't have software development courses as a, for undergrads. If you want to make an app, there is, I think, maybe now, just this year, one class taught in Swift. But basically, there hasn't been. Um, Swift is the language that you need to develop uh, iOS applications. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great computer science department. It's just not been their focus. Um, so what I did is I tapped a lot of my network, personally, from outside. My CTO um, is actually, she was going to school in Boston College. Um, absolutely brilliant. She worked at JP Morgan doing product development over the summer on their technical side. Um, so that was someone who I knew. Um, I tapped some people who were grad students in the area and some people who had finished grad school and working at other firms. Um, but no, team building is one of the largest challenges of any small company. Um, and, and especially, so one thing for app development specifically is you need experience. Um, you, no matter how smart you are, it's not about, especially as a social media app, it's not about doing something really, really clever. Um, in terms of the technical side, it's about there's a lot of pitfalls, there's a lot of traps you can fall into, and a lot of scalability issues. Um, a lot of people can build an app that works with 10 people, and that is totally unrelated to the skill set needed to build an app that works with 10,000, 100,000, a million people. So what I had to do is go out and find individuals who had worked on projects of that scope and size before. One of our, um, our head of product, he's 38 years old, he did contract work for McDonald's. Um, He's a senior developer in another uh, company, and what he does is he works part-time for us, sort of overseeing and facilitating the rest of what we're doing, making sure we're not falling into those little pitfalls, little weirdnesses that happen. Um, And then we have some more junior people under him who are still experienced, but are um, recent grad school grads or or still in grad school. And then we have one, um, on the technical side, one University of Chicago fourth year who taught himself a lot of the language that we're working in. Um, And so we all together have a really awesome team, but, no, I mean, that's one of the challenges is piecing together that team. I really loved how you emphasized the aspect of fun in everything that you're really doing in the company's vision. So I was wondering if you had a fun memory, like a specific memory from a time of maybe the company's formation, maybe during the Forbes 3030 Summit. Yeah, so one thing that I really, really like and I, th- I think is really important and we spend a lot of time on is, is team dynamic. Um, so we were, we were at the Under 30 Conference. I was with my co-founder and uh, we, were, we were wearing these shirts that just said, be the fucking best on them was a little out there, a little different. There were these bright blue shirts, and, and we got there the first day. We, didn't, we weren't really sure what to expect, and um, you know, we were the youngest company there. There were only 50 companies out of the 3,000 apply, only 50 got in. Um, and we were at this, this booth, and we're setting up our booth, and everyone else comes in in a suit and tie. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> we're in these absolutely absurd shirts. <laughs> we're like, but the thing was, as the conference progressed, Everyone would come hang out with everyone. Kind of, we were just having a good time. We were enjoying ourselves. You know, we were the one. We were those ridiculous people over there in the be the fucking best shirts, having a good time. We were talking to all the people. Um, we ended up in the VIP lounge a bunch of times, just hanging the out. VIP with. lounge. Wow. So I don't know. We just a big thing is, and it's not just about what you're building. It's about how you're building it. And and the reason that this is so important is not just because it's fun, but because when you work really hard. The only way to work really hard, actually, the only way to work really hard is when you really enjoy what you're doing, really enjoy who you're doing it with, and really believe in what you're doing. And I think that's the reason we're able to enjoy that, to have this sort of ridiculous atmosphere about us, is because we know at the end of the day, we're putting in the fucking work, we're backing it up, and we get to enjoy ourselves because we're that confident that we don't think we need to be in a suit at that conference. We're kind of in the home stretch, right? So I'm personally, as a podcast listener, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, How I Built This. Uh-huh. And in the podcast, 
the host, Guy Raz, he always asks, with regards to your startup, with regards to what you're doing, how much of it was based off of that hard work and how much did luck have an, an impact on like your company's growth? Yeah, I mean, so there obviously luck is so involved in everything. Um, but I think a mistake is to say that it's a dichotomy between hard work and luck. Um, I used to play a lot of games, like nerdy trading card games. Um, and, and one thing that's really important in like understanding games is, is maximizing outcomes um, and increasing probability. Um, are we going to be a unicorn, a you know, billion-dollar company, multi-billion-dollar company? I believe we can. I believe there's a probability that we can do that. That's why I'm working on this. I'm not going to say 100% certain that that's going to happen. If I said that, I would be an idiot. Um, what hard work does, it moves that needle, right? Because it's not a binary thing. At this moment, there is some probability that we become that. The harder we work, the more we put in, the more likely that that outcome happens, right? We need to set ourselves up. We need to position ourselves up to be um, to be the best situated to do that. For example, right? And this is an easy one. One of the great things that I keep talking about is this Forbes conference. Why did we get to be go at the Forbes conference? Because we applied. We applied to tons of things. I send applications out to random things all the time that I think will add value to us. I would say 90% of them we don't get. Right, but you know a good way not to get the Forbes conference is if we didn't apply to the Forbes conference. Right, we have so many opportunities. We applied to Y Combinator. We put in Teal Fellowship applications. Are we gonna get all of those? Absolutely not. But are, is there a good chance we get some of them? Yes. And I think a lot of people get deterred because they don't want to fail. It's the same thing talking to to venture capitalists, talking to angel investors. We've talked to hundreds of them. Right? Is any individual one? If I go into a single meeting with a venture capitalist, are they likely to fund me? No. Very small chance. But if I don't meet with 100 venture capitalists, I'm never going to get funding. Um, so, you know, you have to put a lot of work into a lot of things that don't work out until something finally does. Um, you know, for me, this was this happened a lot in fencing. Like I got to I had a great opportunities to fence, trained a lot. Worked, I was training like 35 hours a week, um, got to go to the World Cups. I got my ass kicked at the World Cups. Mm -hmm. um, didn't end up being you know an Olympic fencer. I'm not going to Olympics. But it's opened up a lot of doors for me in other ways that I had no idea. For example, I got the opportunity. I was I, I was running the all the marketing for a fencing equipment company, which is incredible. And I ended up getting flown out to the world championships to be a photographer for fencing because I knew people who knew people. And, and I've met some incredible people through that um, who help with the company, who help on various things, who are just great people to talk to. And the only reason I met those people was because I was there putting in work and they wanted to work with me, um, even if I wasn't that good. And, and the reason I'm saying this story is because if I had gone in with the mindset of I need to make the Olympics, then that then you could you could argue that all that hard work that I put in, that you know, hours and hours and hours every week, resources, time, resources, were wasted. But I just don't believe that. Even if I failed to meet that goal, guess what? Putting in hard work attracts other hardworking people because they want to they want to you know talk to you, hang out with you, and and those are the people who you want to surround yourself with, and that's worth more than anything else, any other type of success in the world. Thanks for listening this week. Hope to see everyone back for next episode. Until then, I'm Sean Park, and you are listening to Quadcast.